A very good morning and a warm welcome to this morning service here at Beckles Baptist Church. My name is Tom Fenning. I serve as the pastor of this church and it's my privilege to welcome you. Um, If you're visiting maybe for the first time because you've um, been invited by a friend or you found us on Facebook or Twitter or YouTube, it's great to have you here. Do pray that you know God's blessing and encouragement as we meet today. Throughout the time of the lockdown, we have been and will continue to be meeting virtually here on our YouTube channel. Um, All of our services and other things we put together come out through uh, this medium. So we'd encourage you please to subscribe to our YouTube channel if you have not done yet. And that will just keep you alerted as new resources come up online. This morning we are thrilled to be able to welcome Dougie Affleck. Um, Dougie is a good friend of mine and is the pastor of Berry Street Community Church in Enfield, uh, the northern part of Greater London. Um, Dougie has been the pastor there for a few years and he and I are swapping sermons today. So Dougie's going to be preaching for us from Philippians chapter 2. Um, and they're having one of our all-age services down there. Uh, We'll get to meet Dougie in a few minutes. He's going to introduce himself um, when he does, and then when he preaches. His sermon is going to be more of a conventional adult-aimed sermon rather than an all-age sermon, as we've been having these past few weeks. Um, Families and those with children, if you've not yet made use of the video that Beth Perrett, our children's worker, has put together, introducing the passage from today, then you'll no doubt make good use of that later on um, as she talks through the same passage that Dougie is going to speaking on. It's excellent and it will be well worth checking out on our YouTube channel. We're going to hear from a few people now who we would have ordinarily seen here at the church on a Sunday morning and they're just going to give us their greetings before we press on with the rest of the service. Good morning, church family. Good morning, everybody. I hope you're all keeping well. Good morning, everyone. And greetings from sunny Rumbra. Hello, everyone. I'm missing you all. God bless you all. Bye. Bye. Everybody, I hope you're all doing well. We're just out for a little walk with the dogs. Um, So sorry about the background noise, but I thought it'd be quite nice to have a different change of scenery. So see you soon. Bye. Good morning, church family! During the week, we had read through a number of the Psalms in our daily Bible reading plan that we've been working through as a church. And just back on Friday, we read Psalm 104, which begins like this. Praise the Lord, my soul. Lord, my God, you are very great. You are clothed with splendour and majesty. As we gather as a church spread out across the town and beyond, we do so because we're those who have come to know, uh, to be forgiven by and to love the God who's described here, the one who is very great, clothed with splendour and majesty. It is amazing that we get to know the God of the universe and that we are wonderfully loved by him. So before we go any further, we're going to bow our heads and we're going to pray and we're going to ask that he would help us today as we come to him. Our Father and our God, we praise and thank you for the way in which the Bible expands our understanding about how great you are. We worship you 
and thank you for your amazing love and kindness to us. We thank you for forgiveness of sins through your Son, the Lord Jesus, and that through him, and especially through his resurrection, we get a measure of exactly how awesome and majestic you are. As we are reminded here in this psalm that you are clothed with splendor and majesty, we are reminded that we are right to worship you. It is the only fitting response to you and your greatness. And we pray our great, our splendid, our majestic God that you would bless us as we meet together today. Might we be filled with joy at knowing you. And might we be blessed by having heard you speak so clearly to us. These things we pray, thanking you for your mercy to us once again, in Jesus' name. Amen. We're now going to read the Bible, and Joe is going to read from Philippians chapter 2, verse 19 through to verse 30. would encourage you please to pick up a Bible so that you can follow along with us. Philippians chapter 2 and starting at verse 19. Good morning everybody. The reading is taken from Philippians 2 starting at verse 19. I hope in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you soon that I also may be cheered when I receive news about you. I have no one else like him who takes a genuine interest in your welfare For everyone looks out for his own interests, not those of Jesus Christ. But you know that Timothy has proved himself, because as a son with his father, he has served with me in the work of the gospel. I hope, therefore, to send him as soon as I see how things go with me. And I am confident in the Lord that I myself will come soon. But I think it is necessary to send back to you Epaphroditus, my brother, fellow worker and fellow soldier, who is also your messenger, whom you sent to take care of my needs. For he longs for all of you and is distressed because you heard he was ill. Indeed, he was ill and almost died, but God had mercy on him and not on him only, but also on me to spare me sorrow upon sorrow. Therefore, I'm all the more eager to send him, so that when you see him again, you may be glad and I may have less anxiety. Welcome him in the Lord with great joy and honour men like him, because he almost died for the work of Christ, risking his life to make up for the help you could not give me. Amen. In a moment, Doogie is going to preach on that passage for us, but before he preaches, we're just going to hand over to him and he'll just introduce himself and his church family so we have a bit of a flavour who it is who's speaking to us and then he will get on and preach this passage to us, helping us see the Lord Jesus in it. Well, good morning, everyone, especially to the church family at Beckles Baptist Church. Uh, If you're associated with that local church in some way, we're really glad you're here with us this morning. My name is Dougie Affleck. I'm actually the pastor uh, of Berry Street Community Church in North London. And some months ago, I had been asked 
if I would come and speak and spend some time with the church family at Beckles Baptist Church, it seems that our plans were not quite what the Lord Jesus had in mind. But we're going to spend some time together today in God's Word. As you may have noticed, let me tell you a little bit about myself. You may have noticed that my accent is very much not North London. I'm originally from Glasgow. I'm married to Tricia. We've got two young boys, Jamie, who's four, and Nathan, who's two. Three years ago, the local church at Berry Street uh, were a small group of people. Their numbers had been dwindling for a few years, uh, and they were wondering what to do next. And they came and asked another local church, where I was one of the assistant pastors, whether we could give them some help. So myself uh, and two other elders and a group of about 20 adults and another half a dozen or so young people and children uh, launched, uh, or should I say relaunched, uh, a revitalised Berry Street Community Church. That was September 2017. We've been going now nearly three years uh, and I'd love at some point to share a bit more about the, the journey, our story of where we've come from and where we want to go. Now please have your Bibles open at Philippians chapter 2. If you've if you closed it over, please open it up. It is crucial you have your Bible open. As you turn there, let me pray. Our Father in heaven, would our love abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight so that we would be able to know what is best and that we would be pure and blameless on the day of the Lord Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen. One night in 1915, a man called Walter Parker happened to be in Turkey just when a big battle was going on. Some men had become stranded 400 yards away across a, an open field that was being swept by machine gun fire. A number of these men were badly injured, seriously wounded and in need of urgent medical treatment and urgent supply. Walter Parker's commanding officer asked for volunteers to go across and help these stranded men. Now as every other man around looked at his shoes and tried not to be noticed, Walter Parker put up his hand and said, I'll go. And he went. And he somehow went across all that open ground being swept by machine gun fire. And he was able to help those stranded and wounded men. In fact, he started bringing them back across the field. And he went several times, Walter Parker, to help those men. Uh, eventually, he was very seriously wounded. He didn't die that night, uh, he, but he didn't fully recover from his wounds either. And several years later, uh, Walter Parker died in a small town just outside Nottingham. Walter Parker served his country and his fellow soldiers with wholehearted commitment. He went where he was needed. He was willing to risk 
Everything, even his life, for men he had never met before and it was likely he never met them again afterwards. Now today, I want to speak about a man called Epaphroditus. If you've still got Philippians 2 open, we're just going to focus on its six verses in the second half of our reading. In verse 25, Paul refers to this man Epaphroditus as a brother, a co-worker and a fellow soldier. Now I reckon most of us will understand the idea of a brother and even a co-worker. But what about this idea of a fellow soldier? Now I know that I need to be careful. There are some people in our local church who are from parts of the world where violent and armed groups have used the name of the Lord Jesus to recruit others into armies. That is not what is being talked about here. This is not about violence. When Paul describes Epaphroditus as a fellow soldier, he's speaking of someone who is a gospel soldier, someone who serves the Lord Jesus with that wholehearted commitment. People willing to put their hands up and say to the Lord Jesus, I'll go. People willing to take risks, even with their life, for the Lord Jesus. Now Epaphroditus' mission in this army of the Lord Jesus was straightforward. He wanted to bring glory to Jesus every single day. And I want to share this with you this morning. If you are a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, if you are someone who has asked him to forgive your sins and are seeking to follow him day in, day out, well, you're a gospel soldier. You're a fellow soldier serving the Lord Jesus with that wholehearted commitment. We are supposed to be bringing glory to the Lord Jesus every single day. So with our time together this morning, I want to say three simple things that fellow gospel soldiers need to hear. Okay? Here's the first one. Gospel soldiers go where they are needed by the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay? Gospel soldiers go where they are needed by the Lord Jesus Christ. Look at verse 25. But I think it is necessary to send back to you Epaphroditus, my brother, co-worker and fellow soldier, who is also your messenger, whom you sent to take care of my needs. The Apostle Paul wrote this letter to a church in a place called Philippi in northern Greece. It was a church that was very dear to Paul. He had been there when it started, back in Acts 16. Perhaps you can want to read that later on. Now, we don't know much about Epaphroditus. We don't know when he came to faith in the Lord Jesus. But we do know that he seems to be part of the local church in northern Greece. Now Paul at this moment in time is in jail for his faith in the Lord Jesus. We think he's in Rome. And in those days, when you were in jail, 
you needed help. You see, if you needed food, or if you were cold and you needed an extra jacket, or you needed writing materials to write letters to churches and write books in the New Testament, someone had to bring you all of that. And as the news reaches Philippi that Paul is in jail, it seems the local church got together and thought, well, what can we do? And it seems that they they must have had some kind of collection offering to meet Paul's needs. And as they gather that money, they start to wonder, how are we going to get this to Paul if he's in Rome? No post office. No Western Union. Actually, is Western Union still a thing? I don't know. There was no international money transfers. Someone needed to go and be the courier and take this money. And as the church looked round, I suspect it was the same kind of attitude the night that Walter Parker's commanding officer asked for volunteers. Okay, who's, who's going to go to Rome? Well, I can't go. I, I, I've got a business to run. Well, I can't go. Um, I've got mouths to feed. I've got people relying on me. Uh, I just don't want to go. And there in the back, little hand goes up and it's Epaphroditus. He says, I'll go. Epaphroditus, are you sure? Do you realise that you're going to be travelling for six weeks? It's going to involve a, a difficult sea crossing. Epaphroditus, we all know how seasick that you get. Epaphroditus, it's going to involve days of long walks and you've got them dodgy knees. Are you going to be able to do this? The journey, it seems, from reading between the lines a little bit, nearly killed Epaphroditus. But I'm certain the night that he turned up in Rome and there was a reunion between him and Paul and whoever else was there, there was much praising of the Lord Jesus. There was lots of joy and gladness. As Epaphroditus sat in Philippi, wondering about going to Rome, I'm sure he realised, on the face of it, it was quite a mundane task. He was being a servant. But it's great that servants, and yes, what can seem like mundane tasks are used by the Lord Jesus to advance his message. Servants can be used so that the Apostle Paul can keep writing letters. Servants are used so that people can keep telling others about the Lord Jesus Christ and why he came, why he died on the cross. Fellow soldiers are used in lots of ways gospel soldiers so that the message of Jesus can advance and advance Epaphroditus realised I'm sure in Philippi that day when he said here I am send me that he stood in a long line of servants willing to serve God willing to serve Jesus so that his cause would go forth do you know in doing that and being a servant and willing to be other people focused, putting Jesus and his needs first. He was actually following in a, a great pattern set down by the Lord Jesus himself. 
See, if you just look over the, the column of the page of your Bible, you'll see there in, in verse 5 of Philippians 2, what we're told about the Lord Jesus. We're told to have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing and took the nature of a servant, a human being. And you know, he came to this earth and he humbled himself and saw our great need to have our sins dealt with. And he went to the cross and died for us. Epaphroditus, through faith in Jesus and with the help of the Holy Spirit, had that mindset, that willingness to go. Here's a question this morning. Will we go? Will we be fellow gospel soldiers? I know that lots of people are going already. But are we willing to put our hand up and say, Lord, here I am. I'll go. I will serve. All of us are called, if we're followers of Jesus, to speak about him where he has put us. With our families. You might have been spending a lot of time with your family over these past few weeks. Have you been serving them by speaking about Jesus? Young people, over the summer you might have a lot of time in your hands. You might be spending a lot of time with friends, socially distant of course. You might be the only Christian that your friends know or might even meet over these next few years. Will you go to them and speak to them about the Lord Jesus and their great need of him? Will we live life? of wholehearted commitment to the Lord Jesus with our nearest and dearest. Uh, perhaps even over these next few weeks, uh, you have this story course starting and there's someone who you want to invite, please use this this week and, and over the coming weeks that they might hear of the Lord Jesus and come to faith that you'll be putting up your hand and saying, here I am Lord, use me. Perhaps over lockdown, you've become more friendly with neighbours or, or other people in the community. And you've seen opportunities to help them in some way, going for shopping. Even just a chat at the end of their garden path. That has helped. Don't stop doing that. You're being used by the Lord Jesus in those places. Perhaps with the recent announcements of, of people living on their own, they're now allowed to um, join other households. Well, perhaps you know someone in that position uh, and you can uh, serve the Lord Jesus by saying, well, why don't you come and be part of our home, part of our home, part of our household? You could serve the Lord Jesus there. Well, when church returns, and I'm not sure when that is. And a lot of thought is going to have to go into that. But when church returns, there's going to be a, a big need to clean and sanitize and do all those kind of things. 
perhaps you'd be willing to put up your hand and say, yeah, I'll serve, I'll serve Jesus in that way. Maybe the way that you serve Jesus, maybe the way that you, you put up your hand at the moment is just to keep isolating. But as you do that, there are still ways that you can serve. Perhaps you can write someone a letter to encourage them to keep looking to Jesus. Wouldn't that be great? And perhaps when all the restrictions are gone, the Lord Jesus has put it on your heart to go maybe even overseas and serve him there, telling others about the Lord Jesus Christ. Will you go? Will you be a fellow gospel soldier? Here I am, Lord, send me. Gospel soldiers go where the Lord Jesus needs them to. There's another uh, point I want to make though this morning, and it's this. Gospel soldiers are willing to risk everything for the Lord Jesus. Did you notice that about Epaphroditus? Gospel soldiers are willing to risk everything for the Lord Jesus. Look at verse 26. For Epaphroditus longs for all of you and is distressed because you heard he was ill. Indeed, he was ill and almost died. But God had mercy on him, and not on him only, but also on me to spare me sorrow upon sorrow. And if you look down at verse 30, it says, He almost died for the work of Christ. It seems that on the way to deliver the money to Paul, Epaphroditus fell so ill that he almost died. Imagine the scene in the doctor's surgery. Now, Epaphroditus, you've come to a crossroads. I suggest that you take complete rest. Stop what you're doing for at least six months. Let your family take care of you. You're sick. You're properly sick. But Epaphroditus was clear in his mind that he still had work to do for the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, thankfully, Epaphroditus didn't die. Paul gives thanks to God for that. But did you notice in verse 26, even there, Epaphroditus was distressed that the church in Philippi were distressed about him. He was so other people-centered. He, he had such love for the local church that he wanted to get back there. And he wanted to, the people there to know that he was fine. He wanted to get back to serving Jesus in that place. Why didn't he just stop for a while? Why didn't he just take it easy? Was this foolishness? Well, I think Epaphroditus wanted to show that kind of wholehearted commitment that I was talking about earlier. The same or certainly a similar kind of wholehearted commitment that the Lord Jesus showed for us when he died on the cross. He wanted to give his all for his saviour who had given his life to rescue him. Many moons ago, I worked in McDonald's. It was great, but it was hard work. And I don't know if this is true of every McDonald's, but at its busiest times, um, they seem to put on 
And as I said, I don't know if this is accidental or purposeful, but they seem to put on the best managers. The managers that the staff uh, trusted and respected and would work hard for. And because of that, it felt like you could give just a little bit more when the manager asked it of you. And whether that was perhaps staying a little bit later than uh, you were scheduled to, or whether that was just working a little bit harder or quicker. But if we can feel that way about a human boss, what about the Lord Jesus who loves us, who has taken away God's right anger against us, who has brought us into God's family, who has given us eternal life, who knows the hardships of his people, who never ducked the hard call of going to Calvary. And he's the one who did everything that his people needed so that they can be saved. He's the one who's given us access so that we can call God Father. Father. He's given us the Holy Spirit to live inside each and every every believer in Jesus he's equipped us for all that we need so that we can serve him Epaphroditus I'm sure he knows this to be loved like this to know that Jesus will give him what he needs for the tasks that lie ahead and he says I'm going to serve him whatever it costs me And Epaphroditus knows that even if his life is laid down in the service of Jesus, he will go to the place that Jesus has prepared for him. A brilliant place. A place where he will be at peace and he will be with his saviour. One of the questions I've been asking myself this week about Epaphroditus is it... Is this the, you know, do we need to water down what Epaphroditus is saying and doing? You know, should we tone down how hard that we need to work for the gospel? You know, it's daft not to take any holidays or to endanger our health or to slow down. Everyone has to listen to the doctor's advice. But... And I say this really carefully because I know that some people will be working really, really hard. But for myself, I wonder if I'm much more prone to err on the side of, well, perhaps I should take it easy rather than give a little bit more to serving Jesus. Do you get that? For me, I think I'm much more likely to say I better slow down then I, I better do more let me tell you about a man that I once knew in Glasgow his nickname was Big T okay? Big T worked for the same company all his working life from the age of 16 to the age of 61 and for about 40 of those years he drove a van and fixed things Now, it was a big enough company where he could have been promoted and they had management and and those kind of things. He could have finished higher up the chain 
with a bigger pension and more money and, and those kind of things. But he never did. And I asked him why. And he told me, well, I've got a job that I enjoy. But if I was to be promoted, if I was to chase after those other things, there would be far less time to do the thing that I really love. And that's on a Tuesday evening and a Sunday morning, helping little kids learn about the Lord Jesus Christ. Any other job further up the chain probably would have meant he wouldn't have the time to do that. He was willing to sacrifice money, holidays, better stuff, so that others would come to know and love his Saviour. Are we willing to take that kind of risk? To sacrifice a bit more of ourselves, of our time, a bit more of our energy, a bit more of our money, whatever it is, so that, so that we can serve Jesus? Now, I don't know your local church. I don't know every way that it serves, but I would be surprised if you said to the elders, how can I help? What more could I do? And they said, do you know what? We don't need anyone else. I've been praying this week for a heart a bit more like Epaphroditus' heart. Where I'm willing to sacrifice just a bit more, even a bit more, to serve Jesus. Now if you're not a Christian, I'm glad you've been watching. And I hope that you've enjoyed listening about this guy Epaphroditus I know that well I hope that you think his story sounds amazing why did he do this why was he willing to to go to leave his home and and almost at the risk of his life serve Jesus well deep down he wanted others to hear that message of the Lord Jesus he wanted others to become followers of Jesus themselves that was why he left his home. That was why he, he took that money to, to Paul. That was why he risked his life. He wanted others to hear about Jesus and become his followers. And actually I think that includes you. If you don't consider yourself a follower of Jesus. Epaphroditus served in this way. So that you could hear about your greatest need. And the only way to be rescued. Your greatest need is that someone forgives your sins. That someone deals with all your wrongdoing that, is, that you've committed against God. And the Bible tells us that the only way to be forgiven is to trust Jesus. To admit, yes, I have sinned. I need someone to cleanse me from that. To change me. Is to call on the Lord Jesus and say, forgive me, change me. I want to follow you. I want to serve now as one of your gospel soldiers. I want to go. I want to sacrifice. I, I want to be willing to take risks so that your message goes forward. Perhaps for the first time today, you will ask the Lord Jesus to show you that mercy of his and then you'll come and take your stand on him 
and go where he needs you to go. Gospel soldiers. They're willing to go where Jesus needs them. They're willing to sacrifice even their lives for the sake of Jesus. There's one more thing I want to say as we close. And it's this. Gospel soldiers are honoured as we follow their example. Okay? They are honoured as we follow their example. Uh, Remember Epaphroditus had been ill. God had graciously spared him. What happened next? Well look at verse 28. says, Therefore I am all the more eager to send him, so that when you see him again you may be glad, and I may have less anxiety. So then, welcome him in the Lord with great joy, and honour people like him, because he almost died for the work of Christ. He risked his life to make up for the help you yourselves could not give me. I suspect it was Epaphroditus who delivered this letter to the local church at Philippi. And yes, his return should almost certainly merit a church lunch. And if he's still unwell, help him to get better. But they are to honour him. Now what does that mean? Well, the word itself just means to hold him in high esteem. Now it's not um, inflate his ego, it's not boast about him, it's not make little statues of him. Epaphroditus was a sinner just like us. But for the folks at Philippi, Paul sends Epaphroditus and he says, if you want to know what it is to be a fellow gospel soldier, to be willing to go and take risks. If you, if you want to know what it is. That standard is not unobtainable. Look at Epaphroditus. He follows the Lord Jesus. With that whole hearted commitment. And they are honoured. As we follow with that same wholehearted commitment. Will we do that today? Will we be those who follow Jesus the one who loves us and has laid down his life for us. Will we follow him with wholehearted commitment today? Let's pray, shall we? Our Father in heaven, we thank you for people that we have known like Epaphroditus who have pointed us to Jesus again and again, who have been role models and examples, who are not perfect, but who showed us what it was to follow Jesus with wholehearted commitment. Father, would we follow in their footsteps? Would be other people focused like our Lord Jesus? Help us today to live these things out, to serve others, to serve Jesus in the places where he has put us. In his name we pray. Amen. Folks, thanks for uh, listening today. Thanks for having me. I hope in the future we will meet each other uh, and be able to spend some time together. God bless and I send greetings uh, from the church family here in North London. Bye-bye. Well, having heard God's word preached, having been encouraged to follow the example of Timothy and Epaphroditus as they follow the example of the Lord Jesus, we're now going to respond to all that God has said to us in song. The first song we're going to sing is a song that pleads that 
the Lord Jesus would be the one who fills our gaze and our hearts. Be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart. And then we will continue in song, uh, singing, May the peoples praise you. A prayer that actually the whole world would be filled with people who worship the Lord Jesus for all that he is. We'd encourage you to sing along if you'd like to, but if you just want to sit and read the words and think about them, then hey, you're free to do that too.
We're now going to make time to pray together. Um, and really grateful that Doogie has sent us some prayer points that we can be able to pray for Berry Street Community Church, the church where he's a pastor. And we're also going to pray for Story, this um, course, this little couple of studies that we're running online. And we're going to pray for that and pray that people might find that a helpful way in which they might be able to meet the Lord Jesus. Let's bow our heads and let's pray. Our Father in heaven, we thank you so much that today, even at this point on Sunday, loads of churches are meeting together to praise the Lord Jesus. I thank you for the particular expression of your worldwide church that Berry Street Community Church is. Thank you for that church where Doogie serves. And we want to pray for him, very especially as he serves as the pastor of that church, that you would encourage him and deepen his love for the Lord Jesus. And grant him such a love for the Lord Jesus that he would minister and serve that church in a way that very much looks like Jesus. Please would you bless him and Trish as they seek to bring up their boys in a way that honours the Lord Jesus. And Father, as um, Doogie's asked us to pray, we want to plead with you, please, that you would help them as a church family to be effective and bold in reaching out to those around them, their, their family, friends and neighbours, with the good news of the Lord Jesus. Please grant them good opportunities through all that is going on in the world to make known the good news of Christ. Father, thank you that Berry Street Community Church is a church made up of people of many different backgrounds, and we would plead with you, dear Father, that you would grant them the ability to express the unity and love that they have in the Lord Jesus in a way that would be of great good to one another and would be a clear witness to the watching world. Father, please continue to build and strengthen that church in unity and in harmony. And for members of their church family who are returning to work, Please would you help them, uh, keep them from anxiety, help them trust you, and please would they live in such a way that it would be unmissable that they are followers of the Lord Jesus, and might their love for him be not obvious, but might it also be not only obvious, but also might it be infectious and winsome. Please would you bless this church in Enfield, we pray. Father, coming closer to home, we want to pray for your blessing on our church too. Thank you so much for the love and care that so many people are showing one another at the moment. Thank you that it is evident that you are at work amongst us. And we would plead with you, gracious Father, that you might be at work amongst us, drawing new people who don't know the Lord Jesus to come to consider the claims of Christ. Now, please would you help particularly this course that we're running for the next couple of weeks on Wednesday evenings called Story. Please, Father, might you send people to come along who are just looking into the Christian faith, and might this be a really helpful way for them to consider who the Lord Jesus is and what it means for them to follow him. Please would you help Peter Skerritt, our assistant pastor, as he leads this study. Would you help him to be winsome and bold and flexible and discerning so to lead in a way that suits and serves those who are coming. And we pray that there would just be a really warm and a friendly atmosphere 
We realise that that's not going to be easy doing this course online, but we pray for your mercy towards it. We pray that even people today might be thinking, hey, I'd like to go to that. And we pray that you might speak to them and reveal your son to them, we pray. And Father, all these things we pray, thanking you that you hear us, praying for continued mercy for people in our church family who are particularly finding things difficult at the moment. We commit them and ourselves to you too. In Jesus' name. Amen. Before we conclude our service together, there are just a few notices to make you aware of. Um, The first is to mention, as I did at the beginning, that on our YouTube channel, Beth, our children's worker, has put together a really excellent session for the children to make use of and do their activities. There's a story to go along with that, and we'd encourage you to make good use of that. Um, As with each week, so this week we've put together a playlist of songs to go with this service. We'd encourage you to listen to them to help you reflect upon what we've heard and respond to God in song too. Uh, Please do note that um, this evening we do not have an evening service as we usually would. It had been our intention, should the lockdown not have happened, that we would have had our church day away yesterday and that we would have had our church barbecue today. Um, But that's not been possible to happen, so we're instead still not having an evening service. Please can I encourage you, however, to try and make time to see someone from church, and maybe to pop over and sit with them in their garden if the weather plays ball, or maybe go for a walk with them, somehow to see someone face to face, and so to encourage them to live for the Lord Jesus. Looking further ahead to the week, uh, please do note that story is happening This coming Wednesday, um, the video is available on our YouTube channel, on our Facebook page, on Twitter too. We'd encourage you to share that with folk, see if they would like to come. And if there is particular individuals, why not encourage them to come with you and attend the course with them too. Um, It's happening at 8 o'clock on Wednesday the 17th, and then it's again repeated next week too. Also this week we meet for home groups, those are our small group Bible studies on Thursday evening and then the daytime group meets on Friday. Um, If you would like to come along to one of those groups and you've not yet joined one, please do just respond to the email that I send out each week and we'd love to include you if we can. Our Reading Together podcast has its final episode coming up this week as Peter and I will simply talk about the the whole book that we've been reading, the um, Enjoying God by Tim Chester and just recapping particular highlights and things that have struck us from reading that. Then we meet again next Sunday and when we will be meeting to praise the Lord Jesus. There's a morning service at 10.30 and an evening service at 6.30. We'd love you to join us for those two services. Um, Pray that you know God's mercy and kindness to you in the day ahead. Um, We will see you soon. Bye for now.